The talking piece, your information, communication, station. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others, growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing if I give all my possessions to feed the poor. And if I surrender my body to the burnt to be burned. If I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it does me no good at all. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 are the first three verses that I've read. Hello, TP family. This is Myra L. Braxton, a.k.a. The Talking Piece, coming at you. You know I'm going to read more verses than that. You know this is the imperative verse. They, we say this verse all the time. We say it at weddings. We say it when we're teaching about it. We study about it. But do we really abide in love? You know what I think that I'm going to break down of this? A lot of us as believers, we don't love ourselves because we are not being obedient to Jesus. I used to ask Jesus all the time. Why do you have to love your enemies? Why do you have to love people who are nasty? Who do not want to walk in your ways, Lord? Who wants to do what they want to do, say what they want to say, and live how they want to live? And Jesus has over the years... Let me know through example that it's really not about me. It's really not about my pride of life, my pride of the flesh, and my pride of the eyes. We have a propensity to do what we want to do and try to act how we want to act. And then we always want to seek Knock and ask 
Jesus for wrong things or think he's our genie or one want to go in our own way of disobedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And how can you love Jesus? How can you speak? You can speak eloquently. You can give everything away. You can burn your body and sacrifice for others. But if you do not love Jesus, if you are not obedient to him, because that outpouring of obedience from your moral character of integrity, of surrendering and fellowship to Jesus, for he can set you apart. This works. This abiding only can come from Jesus. This agape love of obedience only can come from Jesus. When you are obedient to Jesus, it trickles out to others. Because that love and that obedience you have for Jesus' commandments, the word logos, it is coming from your heart. And Jesus knows that. That's why it tells you in 1 John to continually cleanse your heart. Love, you know, we, I hear people throw the love word around all the time. I don't say it to others all the time. If I don't love, how can I say that to you? You won't hear me throwing around that word lightly. I love Jesus. Therefore, he teaches me how to love the unlovable. And even as believers, I don't like what some believers do. You know, we say that word too much and we don't think about what the cost is of saying that you love others. Because if as a believer, if you are saying that you love others, you are saying first that you love Jesus and that you are obedient to his word. Love comes with from Jesus unconditionally. He has, he has already paid the ultimate price of sacrificing his entire life. Nothing can be Trump, Jesus' agape love. I believe he nurtures that abiding, unconditional love in us when we are obedient to him. I have to go back. He said, if you love me, you will be obedient to my commandments. He said, hero Israel, the Lord Jesus, our God is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, your entire being. We cannot pick and choose how we want to be obedient to Jesus. You can see the many examples 
in the word where individuals love was misplaced because of their pride of life, pride of the eyes and pride of the flesh. Don't just do things to be seen. Don't just say things or put on a show and you know you really don't love Jesus. Jesus is saying, if I speak with the tongues of men, put it in action. My mom, she really loved the Lord. I don't care about mistakes that she made. She understood that obedience was loving Jesus and it poured out to others. I think that what we get confused or where we may get thrown off at is that we think that love, our love, is supposed to be perfect. Jesus never said that. He said, love others, whether you have to love others by tough love, by boundary love, but it's unconditional when you, oh my goodness, I know now why teachers and pastors, they have to think about what they say and be obedient. To every word of God, your moral character of integrity is Jesus. It's letting the Holy Spirit cultivate and walk out that love and abiding habitually fellowship with Jesus. You cannot cultivate Love on your own in your heart. If you are not worshiping Jesus with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, your entire being. Jesus has to be your your only craving. It has to be more than you crave anything else. A lot of times we do not know or understand how to love because we are not being obedient to Jesus. This is not about us. And I will keep empowering you through the word of Jesus, through his agape love. It is about what he did at the cross. And after that, now that he is sitting and standing on the right hand throne of grace, Stop getting it twisted, you believers. This is not about you. The good news of the 66 books of Jesus word is about him having his purpose in you and calling for worship for the kingdom. We are not here to stay. Let that individual go. Anything that you're worshiping and you're loving more than Jesus. Anything that you are talking about 
Anything that you are doing in your pride of life, your pride of the eyes and your pride of the flesh. That's what this is about. It says love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Keep quit. I said keep. Quit being envious of those who have a pseudo title. In the kingdom of believers and in the kingdom of Jesus and in an abiding in Jesus, we cannot afford to be laxed about anything that Jesus says in the 66 books of his word. We need to make Jesus our total worship. It's just not, not about singing. It's not about talking. I wanted to say again, my mother put her obedience in action before Jesus. It was perfection and obedience because she loved Jesus. I can't imagine my mother and father raising nine kids, but my mom, God, Jesus blessed her to do the heaviest work without losing her mind. And even when she got sick and died of can a cervix cancer of the stomach, she said, there's still going to be a miracle. You know what the miracle was? Me, all my sisters. I pray that the ones who are not saved will give their lives to Jesus. But the thing about it is, is that Jesus agape love, it is patient. You, if you are not right with Jesus and a believer is in your life, they are praying for you. That's love. They're praying that Jesus will come into your life and they're living that example before you. It says love endures with patience and sometimes the patience run out. And that's why we have to wait upon the Lord. That's why we have to be empowered through the word of Jesus. That's why we have to let the Holy Spirit work for us. It hurts to be patient sometimes. It hurts to be patient because you say, Lord, I've been worshiping you and walking in obedience. And sometimes you look at the world and you say, Lord, I know that your way is better. But right now, I am struggling with loving you right now, I'm struggling with loving myself right now. I'm struggling with patience. How do I act Lord through the power of your Holy Spirit? How do I continually and habitually love this individual? How do I do that in you? When we are asking when well, we are asking the Lord 
when we are asking the Lord, when we are coming before his throne of grace, when we are coming before his throne of mercy, when we are being obedient to him, when we are enduring through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can abide in love and walk it out. Like it says in Galatians 5, unless you are abiding and surrendering your pride of life, your pride of the flesh, and your pride of the eyes. This is why it's so hard for us to love. First of all, we are we need to be obedient to Jesus' word. We put the we put the horse before the cart. Or the cart before the horse. We put the cart before the horse. And we wonder why it blows up in our face. Money can't buy believers love. And if it can buy your love, you are wrong on that account because Jesus owns all currency. You can't buy Jesus. He did the greatest horrific sacrifice, butt naked on the cross, dying for all of our low down, dirty, skanky sins. His agape love is unconditional, everlasting. We cannot love like Jesus loves, but we sure can worship him so he can cultivate that abiding Loving us through the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to individually surrender to the abiding progressive sanctification. Simply, you need to surrender and stop being disobedient to Jesus. I'm not going to sugarcoat this because I absolutely love Jesus. And part of the reason why we have so much trouble of our self-seeking, like it says, and being provoked, being overly sensitive and easily angered is because we don't like to be obedient to Jesus. Part of the reason why we struggle with agape love is because we don't want to be obedient to Jesus. This Love is about being obedient to Jesus. We can't just take prerequisites. There's prerequisites of the word. We just can't take and pick and choose how we want to be obedient to Jesus. We can't just take and pick and choose how we want that wrong to be endured. We can't just Take and pick and choose not standing up for justice for others. It doesn't, love doesn't rejoice at injustices. That was the whole point of Jesus dying his, his horrific death on the cross. That was the whole point of him letting the Pharisees and Sadducees and all these teachers of the law, letting them know you are empty tombs. Because you talk eloquently on the outside, but your hearts are dirty and filled with disgustedness and no love. 
comes from your heart. Stop listening. I don't care who they are, whether they are a teacher, whether they are a preacher, whoever they are. Stop listening to individuals who are not being obedient to Jesus. Love does not take into account a wrong endured. That doesn't mean you might not have a thought about how that individual hurt you. And that doesn't mean that you don't use boundaries. Jesus teaches you how to use boundaries because individually, as you live out your life as a believer, Jesus is all about boundaries. We get it twisted because we are not becoming theologians of the word. How am I to tell you what thus said the Lord through the word of Jesus if I am not being obedient to it? I can't say anything if I'm doing what I want to do, if I'm living how I want to live. You can't live anyway when you are a child of God. If you are truly a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ and you are surrendering daily in fellowship to the power of the Holy Spirit, it is surrendering daily you die. Daily you die. And you know why it's so much of a challenge for us to love others? Because we don't love Jesus. We are so full of our pride of life pride of the eyes and pride of the flesh. We are so disobedient to Jesus. And I'm talking about me first. I just said to the Lord in, I'm, I'm reading, rereading Psalms 119. I know why David was a man after Jesus' own heart. He made sure and he understood that meditating on the precepts and the commandments of Jesus and what Jesus told him to do in his word and being obedient to Jesus was where the heart of his love came in for Jesus. Of abiding habitually in the love of the word and the purpose and will of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. Quit fighting the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tell you to leave that person alone, leave that person alone. Sometimes you love people by leaving them alone. You didn't talk till you blew in the face. You didn't have your words. Sometimes we have too many words. Jesus is cultivating wisdom in my words before I speak. I'm in a resource where you have to talk, but also I have to use wisdom. I'm learning how to say, I'm sorry. I'm learning how to say, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'll be quiet. I'm learning when people say things to me, I don't have a piece of my heart and a piece of my mind to give back to you. I have the peace of the Prince of Peace 
I have the agape love of Jesus. And that means I am loving Jesus, therefore loving myself. And then I can spread that love abroad to you. It says it does not rejoice at injustice. Start rejoicing and joining the in crowd as believers. We can't afford to join the in crowd. We need to be obedient to what Jesus tells us to do in his word. And you know why you're not empowered by the word? Like it says in Ephesians 6 verse 10. And you're not standing strong because you are always blaming it on Satan. Only thing he could do is dangle the carrots. He don't have no love for you. He will kill you if he could. Perfect example is Job. He went before the Lord. Roman to and fro. He knows what his demise is. And you can't always blame your lack of love or your lack of you being obedient and not loving Jesus in your pride of life, in your pride of the eyes, in your pride of the flesh on the enemy. Is your enemy of your enemy, of your heart. Your heart is dirty. Jesus said our heart is deceitfully wicked. And we can't love Jesus and be obedient to him and outpour that love from ourself to others until we are obedient. Jesus never asked for your love to be perfect. He said, be obedient. If you love me, obey my commandments. See, we want to put the cart before the horse and we want the prerequisites of Jesus words to fit into our own compartment of pride of life, pride of the eyes and pride of the flesh of how we love. That's not how this goes down with Jesus. It's not about you. Your purpose of Jesus setting you apart in progressive sanctification, that means moving forward. It's progressive, habitually abiding in Jesus. It says, love rejoices with the truth. When right and truth prevail, your right, if it's not right in the eyes of Jesus, that's what you that's what you learn from the roadmap of his word and letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. When right and truth prevail, that means the truth of Jesus word and you can't twist it in your pride of life and your pride of the eyes and your pride of the flesh to be what you want the truth to be. If it's not the truth of God's word, if it's not right and righteousness, according to the word of Jesus, it is wrong. And if someone is telling you differently and you know what the word of Jesus says, goes back to, if you love me, obey my commandments and my commandments are not hard. You don't make right wrong and wrong right. If Jesus, Jesus Gunlet has already been set. It's been laid down. Drop the mic. You drop the mic on that person. 
that doesn't want to live in righteousness and truth. Because what they're telling you as a believer, if they don't want to live in righteousness and truth, that they don't love Jesus. I didn't say obedience to Jesus wouldn't come without his challenges. But your moral character, your integrity trumps that and your obedience to Jesus and loving him. This is the only way we are going to love each other. Quit. We don't teach that you need to be obedient to Jesus. We don't teach this. And we need to start teaching obedience to Jesus first. You can't love others and you can't be in righteousness and truth if you're being disobedient to Jesus. I was telling my sister this. There's a situation that's going on in my family. And I was telling my sister, this is why Jesus hates sin. Because it ricochets out of control. This is why sin is a stench in Jesus' nostrils and an abomination in his eyesight. This is why Jesus hates sin, because when you are sinning, you are twisting and living in a lie. You are not living in the righteousness of Jesus. This, this love, this is why people do crazy things for love. This is why there's four types of love. And you need to get into the word yourself. Jesus had to teach me boundaries with some people and it's not that you don't love them it's that you have to use boundaries that's why there's different levels of love but your love for Jesus needs to be unconditional your love for Jesus needs to stand for the truth. And sometimes that's what it is with loving others. No, I cannot do that. That is wrong. No, I will not say that. That's wrong. No, I will not go that way. Jesus has not set for me to do that. The Holy Spirit is not leading me this way. No, you will not go there today as parents, as individual believers. I'm a single person. No, I will not do that with you. That's wrong. I love you enough to tell you that you're going down the wrong pathway. I love you enough to tell you that I will not be joining in that group with you because that group doesn't represent Jesus. That's love. You talking peace family. Love is saying I bear all things regardless of what comes. You bear the truth in love. And even when an individual or a crowd or anything is happening in your life. Jesus undergirds you with the with his agape love to bear things that you don't necessarily agree with. That's why you have to know the word so you can say 
from Isaiah 40 and verse 31, they who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagle. They shall run and not be wearied and they shall walk and not faint. Quit being weary and say, oh, well, you know, I just only love this, only love this person when it's convenient. What I can get from this person. You know what you're doing as a believer when you say idiotic things like that? You're saying, oh, Jesus, I'm just convenient. You're just convenient for me when I need something. I'm just going to obey you just to get this. Jesus is not your cosmetic genie. He don't need you. I think we get that mixed up. It says, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each person. These are, this is for believers, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Talk is cheap, my mom used to say. Action, speak. She put her action and love in difficult times. And it was a lot of us. So I could see why some things were done. That may, some things were not right. Some things I say and do are not right. But don't let that be the end of your limitations of you staying in your pride of life, pride of the eyes and pride of the flesh. We can't do that. Endorse all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades out nor ends. But prophecy will pass away. Tongues will cease. As for the gift of knowledge, it will pass away too. So we need to ask Jesus to abide in love through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you are not saved, give your life to Jesus right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a low down skanky sinner and I need to be saved. I reread this verse. I've heard this chapter for the first time on your agape love. Father God, please come into my heart and save me. You are the only Lord and Savior who gave the greatest and the most horrific sacrificial love for us by dying butt naked on the cross with the five to nine inch nails in your hand, the five to nine inch nails in your feet, the bloody crown of thorns, on your head and the piercing of your side. Please save me right now. I accept all of your love, grace and mercy as my personal savior. Please forgive me for all my sins. If you have prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit has been breathed on you in your heart and has been imparted in your heart. You are now a son and daughter of the most high. You have a permanent relationship with Jesus. And heaven is a sealed deal. The angels up in heaven are rejoicing. Yay, yay, yay. Miss Myra is rejoicing. Yay, yay, yay. Now, your fellowship is a continual choice of letting Jesus set you apart 
in his progressive sanctification. That's holiness. You make that choice every day to love and be obedient and worship Jesus with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. In three days, he rose from a watery grave. He's standing and sitting at the right hand throne of grace with all power in his hands, interceding for you. He is the only one that can teach you through the power of the Holy Spirit, agape love. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is your friend. He is your guider. He is your advocate. He is your champion in the power of Jesus Christ. You put Yahweh first before anything and anyone. You love Jesus with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, your entire being. You don't have to speak eloquently because the Lord speaks eloquently through you. That's the kind of agape love Jesus has for you. He's with you in every situation. You can bear all things. Don't clap back. Your love for Jesus and your obedience to Jesus will clap back for you. Jesus is your clap back. Don't give away love and pieces of your mind of love. Most of all, don't give away love and pieces of your heart of love. Let Jesus cultivate and grow the love in you. If you don't love that person, you go back to Jesus and you say, Lord, you died on a cross so that I could cultivate love and teach me how to love me so I can love you and love others. He will do it. He has set it up that way for you to love him and loving Jesus and being obedient to him. You are being obedient and loving unto yourself and you can do that with others. The most horrible and most messed up person, they all need Jesus. We all need the agape love of Jesus. This is the talking piece signing off until next time.